0: Hi, welcome to the Human Experience of Disability podcast with Sarah Vasquez. Welcome to the 10th episode of my podcast. I was contemplating what the 10th episode of the Human Experience of Disability would be And I had a few topics I wanted to talk about, but I realized that I had a topic that I should have introduced before, probably about the second episode of this podcast, but it just dawned on me now to introduce this topic to you, and this topic is the social construction of disability. The concept behind this term, the social construction of disability is, in fact, exactly what it is indicated by the words that make up the term. The social construction of disability, meaning that disability is a social construct it's not something that is scientific or medically proven or um, based on any research. It is a concept that was created by society basically in which it indicates that disability is something that people in society view as a hindrance or in many cases for people who don't experience disability they see it as less than Standard, almost subpar to the human experience that does not involve a disability. The social construct of disability is the reason why we are still advocating for full inclusion of the community that experience disabilities. Because for many people in society, disability is so far removed from the standard human experience, as well as many people don't think about how disability can affect them until it shows up in their lives whether it's through their personal experience meaning they experience a disability or a loved one does they most people don't think about disability on the everyday basis as something that can in fact occur to them. They are most likely to think that they may fall ill to cancer or heart disease or diabetes, but they don't think about disability in regards to not being able to do the things that they've been accustomed of doing. So the idea of disability is far removed until it affects someone's life. But for those who experience disability from an early age, such as I do, um, it is very much present in my life. And the social construct of disability is something that is, in fact, very present In my life, because I recognize when I step into society that I am viewed as someone who doesn't experience life in a standard way because I walk different and I sound different and I experience a a tremor. And people don't know my background, right? If I'm walking into a store to buy something, no one knows my history. No one knows what I do for a living. They just know what's in front of them. It's someone who experiences a disability and the idea of what the disability can entail is influenced by how society has defined what a disability is and how it hinders the lives who experience disability. And so that lends itself to the social construct of disability and for many in the community, we've sort of had to, I think and feel, climb our way out of that idea, that concept, that construction of what a disability is is and what it is not how our humanity needs to be seen and respected and valued versus viewing us as people who experience something that hinders our our ability to live a full, productive, inclusive life and that is all attributed to to the fact that we have this construct of what a disability is. It's the same as the construct of race in America, how we're divided by our backgrounds and the color of our skin and where we come from. Same thing, same effect because at the end of the day we're all experiencing our humanity but in different ways and different facets but because society has has defined what disability is or what race is, then we sort of are tied to those ideas and, and misinformations, if you will. And we continue to have to climb out of that and let our humanity be known. And I wanted to share that idea around the social construct of disability, because I don't think people who are not a part of the advocacy world of disability don't really know that disability is a construct, it's a social construct for us who experience disabilities and for those who are advocating for people with disabilities. So I hope that was informative and of course I want you to think about that and perhaps take it with you. As you move into the world and see people with disabilities within your community. Thank you for listening. As always, you can contact me via my website at sarahelena.com. And I hope you'll join me again the next time thank you. Hi, and welcome to the 11th episode of the human experience of disability with Sarah Vaskwith. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about intersectionality. It's a concept that I introduced in my intro episode. Intersectionality is when one or more factors of your life affect how society views your experience. What I mean by this is When you have an individual such as myself, who is a woman, a woman of Hispanic background, I'm Puerto Rican. I grew up in Newark, New Jersey, and I experienced a disability. All those facts of my life intersect with one another and it is an indicator of how I am viewed and sadly judged in society. We have intersectionality in all aspects of social life, but particularly for individuals who experience disabilities. I don't believe that intersectionality is viewed from a deeper perspective, because disability is such a prominent factor when viewing someone who experiences disability, but intersectionality does affect the community of people that experience disability, I believe at a greater rate as people who don't experience disability because it is an added layer on how they are perceived and understood by society. I can speak to this when I have experienced a person who came up to me after I gave a talk, and many times when I speak, I hear my story of growing up in Newark, of being from a Puerto Rican background because my culture did affect how I grew up in a very deep and important way. And I shared that I grew up on welfare. My mom became a single parent after my father left the home when I was around six and she struggled to raise my brothers and I as a single parent. My mom was very hands on and she had to depend on the welfare system to help Clothe and feed us and provide shelter. So I come from a background of struggle and it is something that I'm very open and essentially proud of. Proud to have been raised by a mother that was able to navigate um, a system that was not set up for her to succeed, but she found a way for us, her children, to succeed and come out of that very system. And I am very proud to come from the cultural background I come from. I- I I joke about that I cannot be, still today, my mother's daughter if I did not speak Spanish as well as eat her rice and beans. In telling my story this particular day, I received a question from a person that was not of my background or my ethnicity, if you will. This lady came up to me to ask me a question that shocked me. I had never been asked such a question. And at the moment, if I'm honest, I did not know how to perceive it, how to embrace the question, if you will. I just answered it. And this lady asked me if somehow both my parents, were of Puerto Rican descent. And I looked at her and I remember saying yes with pride, yes. And she walked away and I didn't think much of it until some time after when I realized that she perhaps didn't ever come across someone of Puerto Rican descent, poor, someone who experiences a disability, and a woman who was able to grow up and find her way or find their way out of circumstances that were not the most positive at times, even though I don't view it in that perspective from that lens. I'm very proud of where I come from and who I come from. But I thought that she had never met someone who had these various factors playing out in their lives and become a positive example of someone who experiences those very factors. And I think that for many of us who experience a disability and also come from a background of poverty, growing up in the inner city whatever that inner city is, from a single-parent household and of different descent, meaning outside of the European descent, we are not prominently viewed as integral citizens of the world because perhaps those very factors that intersect our lives are indicators that we are most likely not positive role models in the world that those very factors will hinder our ability to be positive citizens of the world. It's a moment that I think about frequently. It actually became a thing that I want to continue to talk about as I speak nationally, how, how intersectionality is in fact a very domineering piece of my life and the reason why I have been able to push forward to be an example in the world. Hopefully, at least that's my goal. But I wanted to share that thought with you because I don't think, again, it's a thought that is explored in the world much. And it's not even thought about when it comes to people who experience disabilities because it's a dominant force. The disability experience is the dominant force that people tend to see first and only. Thank you for listening, as always, and you can always contact me at com. That's my website, and I hope you'll tune in again next time. Thank you.